Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, it's Michelle Spiver, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as I talk about three teachers that are abounding in today's world. And if you are not aware of them, you may just fail the lessons that they're trying to give you. So stick with me on the flip because you know how we do around here. We're going to be giving you a nice, tidy wisdom smack to help you as you learn how to navigate because patience always wins the race. It's going to be good. Join me on the flip and I will see you soon. Hey there, it's Michelle. Let's go on and get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about how patience always, always, always wins the race. And what do I mean by that? I mean that right now, there are lessons that are being doled out that many people seem to not be catching. And I will just say that for many people, that old adage that says when the student is ready, the teacher shows up, the teachers are here and the students are getting whipped all over the head because they're not getting the lessons that the teachers are giving them. So today I wanted to kind of take a moment to slow it down and talk to you about what wisdom is showing us. And wisdom is showing us that in this time when we are having to learn new lessons and do new things or things that we haven't had to do in a while, there are many frustrations. And so I want to just start off by saying this. If you suspect that there are lessons that you need to learn and you must learn if you are going to progress and do better and greater things from this moment forward, I want you to look at any and all areas where you're finding much frustration. I'm talking about that frustration where it makes your blood boil a little bit, where your um, anxiety level reaches um, a higher point than normal, where you just the thought of having to do it or engage in it or endure it causes you to want to do anything but that. And that is going to be where your teacher is. So let me break this down a little bit. And um, I had permission to share this story. Shout out to one of my dearest and longest friends. Um, And we were doing something today that required for this friend to have to engage with one of their professed nemesis, and that would be technology. 
And they were trying it and trying it and they were getting frustrated. So I agreed to get on a Zoom with them and walk them through and they were showing their screen and doing all of the stuff. And they were grumbling and mumbling and they were making professions. And these professions were, you know, strong words like I hate blah, 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 blah. Uh, I can't stand blah, 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 blah. And those types of things. And I got to the point where I was like, I need you to calm down because now you're starting to mess with my energy and we're not going to do that. And they calmed down. And lo and behold, we had to try it over and over again, this technology that they were trying to engage in, but we got it done. And they remarked, they were like, you were so patient. And they were like, I am sorry because I wasn't even patient for myself where you were. And I just simply said it. I said, patience always wins the race. And they were like, this is so profound. And at that moment, they, t- they got their journal out, wrote that down and showed it to me on the Zoom. And I was like, wow, that is the wisdom smack. And so um, I was like, do you mind if I, you know, uh, use this uh, uh, statement or or?" scenario uh, in my podcast. And they were like, by all means, because if I had to learn that other people have to learn it. And I said it to say that I always think that people know these little pithy um, wisdom statements that wisdom gives us. But yes, patience always wins the race. And what this person got today was a uh, refresher course, because trust me, they know this, but they got a refresher course in patience will help you to win the race and not because you're being patient but because patience lays the groundwork for you to become persistent focused concentrated and persevering in what it is you're trying to do you see patience allows you the benefit of not making yourself so upset that this isn't working and not make, making yourself doubt yourself when you're trying to do something. Maybe you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working. Patience gives you that little oomph. I don't know exactly the word to call it, but it gives you that little something of grace. That's what I want to say. Patience gives you a bit of grace that helps you to change and tweak things in the slightest adjustment to be able to focus and stay with it to persevere until you figure it out or until interacting with whatever that frustration is starts to teach you. I'm reminded of a statement by um, Thoreau that talks about how he, um, and I'm going to butcher it, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to say, when he talked about nature and how much I love it, And he talked about how he went to the woods and um, to, to learn, but he wasn't ready for the lessons that nature wanted to teach him. And that's what we're talking about here, that in this time of everyone trying to find their footing in a new normal, in a new way of life, that some of us are still stumbling and fumbling because we're, we're wanting to learn the lessons but we're not able to learn the lessons that the new environment is trying to teach us right now. And so that's why I'm doing today's wisdom smack because there might be something in this that allows you to say, hmm, that's what it is. And so uh, patient, being patient. And I'm gonna tell you, if you don't know how to be patient, then learn how to breathe. You see, breathing 
puts you into a patient state if you keep doing it. And when I say breathing, I'm talking about a focused breathing where you put your attention on making sure that you take in that full breath and imagine, pretend or visualize if you're able to, that that breath is feeding all of your depleted and weary cells down to the atomic level with fresh new life so that you can get more energy to stick with whatever it is. And by breathing, breathing helps your blood pressure to come back down. It brings oxygen to your mind so that your synapses and neurotransmitters can fire faster. It helps you to return to the front part of your brain, the, um, the central and frontal lobe, um, not central, the frontal lobe where reasoning and logic can occur. And it gets you grounded so that guess what? You can continue to st stick with the task that has been frustrating you. You know that it's a teacher um, on board when all you want to do is get up and go away, throw the thing, pull your hair out, call a friend and complain. That's because you're in the teaching moment with whatever it is. So I want to now give you some examples of teachers that people are not realizing are teachers for them. Okay. So the teacher for the moment for some people is technology. More and more people are having to learn how to use Zoom and how to do things not only on one device, but on many. So there are people who are very proficient at doing things on their phones that are finding themselves being very frustrated because what they can do on their phones and their iPads, I'm not what they can, there, there are things that they need to do that they can't do on their phones and their iPads, excuse me, that they're now needing to open up their laptop or even their desktop to do. And they're like this clunky thing and blah, 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 blah. And it's frustrating. Well, what is the teacher in that? Technology is trying to make you more fluent in how to speak the various languages that are going to soon be necessary requirements instead of nice to haves and how you matriculate and move through your life. And you never know what, why something is happening. That's the serendipity of how wisdom happens. Uh, logic has nothing to do with the lessons that you're going to cobble together that are going to help you in the future. So don't question uh, what's happening to you. I instead, look at it as it's happening for you to always get you prepared and ready for tomorrow and the next day. Um, it makes it where because you are learning that patience is the balm that makes everything okay so that you can endure what the teachers are rising up to teach you, you'll be so thankful. Maybe next week, maybe next year, you'll be like, oh, that's why I had to learn how to do this or do that. That's why I had to learn how to suffer through setting up this so that I could have that. So I wouldn't be trying to do it next year when everybody is forced to do it. You know, so technology is a huge teacher. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it probably a few times through here. Please watch thy mouth <laughs> when your teachers are here and teaching you. Please stop speaking words of death. Your words and your thoughts are truly your wands. Shout out to Francis Chauvel on that. You know, your words are your wands at classic from the 1920s. Um, public domain, you can go look it up and read it. Um, your word is your wand. Um, but anyway, going back and looking at how 
we profess things and then wonder why we get exactly what we have been professing, we, we kind of get confused. So with that friend, I had to remind them that by that time, because I started putting tick marks down, I was like, do you know that you've told the environment, the universe, the, the universal mind, God, however you want to look at him, her, them, they, it. You've told it already nine times in the span of less than an hour how much you hate technology and how technology is always so difficult for you. I said, so you've been casting a spell to continue to make technology difficult for you because you hate it. And I was like, I need you to erase all of that. It might sound like mumbo jumbo, but I want you to start embracing and loving your teacher and thanking your teacher for putting you through the paces so that once you get it, you won't have to continue to struggle through because you'll learn along the way how to maneuver and become one with figuring out and troubleshooting technology. And because they were like, well, how is it that you're not you're not getting uh, frustrated and you've never encountered this either, but you're able to help me. And it is because I told them many years ago. I went through these frustrations and I continue. Every time I have to learn something new, I go through them. But because I continue to come back and I'm very thankful and grateful to technology, technology pays me, uh, gives me livelihood. Technology helps me do what I do. Technology, yes, it puts up a little stronghold at first because I'm having to learn new lessons and uh, conquer new learning curves. But because I don't give up and I deep breathe to maintain my ability to stay patient, to stay focused and concentrated and uh, confident that I'm going to succeed, no matter how long it takes, I'm willing to do it. And that comes the more you do it. So it doesn't make me any more special than this person. It just simply means that I am grateful for that teacher that comes by way of technology. So here's another one. I've got three of them that I want to talk about today. And so technology might not be the thing that's causing you great frustration during these times. But you know what possibly is? Cooking. (laughs) I know you thought I was going to say something else, and I'm probably going to say that one is the last one I want to touch on today. But cooking. Think about the fact that probably during this time, unless you have a lot of discretionable income, you have been confronted with the fact that you need to stay home and cook. Because you cannot continue to eat out every day or to buy enough food to feed everybody in your house every day. And when you have to go back into the kitchen and cook, even if you know how to cook, there can be certain frustrations. There are frustrations of, I just don't want to. Oh, I forgot to take something out to thaw. Or, oh, I thought this was good and it went bad. You know, if you're trying to use fresh herbs, vegetables and things like that. Or, oh, I don't have the right pan. I'm missing an ingredient. Oh, this place closed before I thought about it. And you're having to deal with all of the different little gotchus and inconveniences of cooking especially if you're trying to cook when you're very hungry. And so just rebuilding the skill and the habit of cooking for those who have cooked, it's great. I mean, it's, it's not great. It's great, but it's frustrating. Now, let me tell you how I started noticing that cooking has risen up as a huge teacher for a lot of people. Um, I follow certain people uh, who have cooking channels on YouTube. And of late, the ones that they've been putting out since May, the comment section is quite hilarious because you can tell the people 
who are having the cooking teacher come down heavy on them. They get frustrated. They are saying things like, well, what if I don't have that ingredient? Why don't you tell us all of the substitutions? Like this person could obviously know in your household, you just don't have this. So here's a substitution that you do have. (laughs) Or I don't have that kind of pot or pan. Or, well, what if I don't have this and that and that? Can I still do it? Those kind of questions. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, the teaching, the cooking teacher is on people's necks. <laughs> so I'm not laughing at these people. I am happy for these people. And the reason why I'm happy is because you're going to get to a point if you stick with it, we possibly will have to because you're going to either do that or you're going to give all of your money away to companies uh, who will do it for you. And you will probably run out of money faster than the companies will run out of opportunities to cook for you, you know, in a given month between time of uh, time periods of pay, if you're not independently wealthy. And I look at it because I've been cooking for myself for a very long time. And, uh, I can usually count on my hands the amount of times I might eat out in a given month and usually on one hand, let's just be honest, because of um, being a, um, an entrepreneur, a, a, a self a solopreneur, if you will, I've learned that cooking is possibly um, going to have to be a time where I meditate, a time where I slow down and I I make good choices for myself to keep my health up so that I know what's going into my body and all of that. And so over the years, I've become more adventurous in what I'm willing to try uh, because my foundations are really good. And um, the cooking teacher continues to help, help, help me to see new combinations of things that I can make and new ways I can make different meals that are exciting where I'm not eating the same thing every day to really enjoy the experience. But when I look at uh, the comments and people saying things, and even some of the people in my circle who are like, I'm just so tired of cooking, it, it, it really stands out. Now, think if you don't really have a good grasp of cooking. And now you're being forced to have to feed yourself. And the frustration of going to the grocery store to try to figure out meal planning and prepping and what do I need and how much of this do I realistically need to buy and how do I keep my food budget within a uh, regular amount? Because I have found that the less you know, the more you spend. And you don't want to buy too much if it's just you and a, and, and, and a few or it's just you and run the risk of buying too much something and it spoils before you can get to eating it. You know, so all of those frustrations are added on top of the construction of the meal. And that's like, not less, let's not even just talk about it tasting good. Let's talk about it being edible. There are, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because there are a lot of people who are like in my, I'll just go in and say it. There are people in my family that are like, I'm tired of eating canned goods. And I'm like, well, why are you eating canned goods? Because I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, what about frozen? I'm tired of eating frozen dinners. Why? Cause I don't know how to cook. <laughs> and I'm like, well, seems to me that the cooking teacher is here to try to 
tell you that that's probably a skill you need now and in the future. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep this as light as possible, but I really want y'all to understand how patience truly wins the race because the very thing that causes you frustration, that seems insurmountable, that seems like something that you just don't want to have to deal with is the very thing that's going to help you. And that's why you have to pay the dues of being able to uh, do it, right? And so you have technology, you have cooking, and these are not exhaustive because we only have a little time together. So I want to talk about this last one that I was like, if I don't put this one on the list, I have done you an injustice. And the next one is other people, okay? So during this time of, of Corona, the pandemic, the aftermath, wherever you are in the world listening to this, other people are your teachers right now. For some of you, the other person that you live with every day has become the biggest teacher. And I want to give a shout out to Socrates, that old gadfly of his time. And you know, a gadfly, that's that's that fly that likes to light on um, animals, particularly during during um, uh, his time in um, the Greco-Roman times, uh, there were a lot of horses. And so gadflies would uh, just totally mess with horses and horses would try to flick them off with their tails and they would come right back and they were annoying. So a gadfly is an annoying little fly creature. All right. And so there are some people in your life that feel like a gadfly. They're just annoying. Everything they do, even the way they, they look just annoys you. And it's getting harder and harder for you to suffer their, their presence, their ways and everything. But instead of looking at, I need to get away from you, look at possibly what wisdom is trying to show you, that this is your teacher. This is your teacher for the moment in these particular areas. This is where you're going to need to employ deep breathing and get the patience to get the lesson. You see, one thing about technology and cooking you know what the lessons are. You need to learn how to do something. It's very goal um, oriented. But with people, it's usually going to be a more obscure lesson. It might be dealing with something within yourself that is either the direct opposite of them or something that you do like them, but you don't realize that you do it. And so they work your nerves either way. It can, Now, this is a big one. And I want to say this one and let it marinate for a minute. For many of you listening, your other people, teachers, are your children. Yep, I said it. Those little wonderful blessings, no matter if they're babies or if they're grown. Right now, a lot of you, your biggest teachers are your children or your parents or your relatives, including siblings or whatever. They are your biggest teachers because they're causing you the biggest frustrations. And these frustrations are coming because of the fact that in this particular time, we are individually called to go through our own training curriculums to help us prepare for the now and the next. And so the frustration is the first part of a new learning process. When I'm dealing with people, especially when I'm trying to teach people how to write, I make sure Shout out to Josh, Josh Kaufman with the first 20 hours of, you know, how to learn anything in 20 hours. 
And he ta- he breaks this this step down. Oh, and Enders Erickson, uh, when he talks about people who are experts, and he talks about this cycle as well. But there is a cycle that you go through when you're trying to learn something. And the first part of that cycle is frustration. Now, frustration is a low-grade anger. Okay, that's why people, if they continue to stay in frustration and they only compound it, that's why it turns possibly into explosive anger. But the first stage of learning any skill or or, or anything new is frustration. Then the frustration is followed by what we would call practice. But in that practice, there is a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of needing support and help. And that's where people get frustrated even more because they are like, I don't know what to do. Can somebody help me? And if they feel like they're alone in this learning and they feel like there's no one to give them guidance or support or to uh, teach and lead them, they can get right back out of the practice stage back into the frustration stage. So first stage is frustration. Second stage is practice where a lot of uncertainty is. And you have to be careful because um, you're not good at it. And every time you try, you mess up. And every time, so think about you having to have interactions and conversations with these people that just make you prickly and everything you say could possibly turn into an argument. You don't know what to say or they don't know what to say to you. That's because you're in the practice stage of learning how to communicate with them in this this new world, okay? So after the practice stage, and it's not really after, but you continue to practice where you then start to become proficient, So if you don't hang up the towel, either one of you, when it comes to the other person or people, don't hang up the towel. Just keep trying. Agree that we're not going to totally just stop talking to each other, you know, especially if you're living in the house with each other. Um, But continue to work on it. Guess what will start to happen? You will become proficient where you have upgraded and grown together in the way that you must interact with each other to have true understanding, which is communication. And then after you get proficient, then guess what? You become professional. And when you become professional, that's when you start to learn more intuitively about each other so that you already know what to say or what not to say to rub someone the wrong way. You know how to self-evaluate to say, is this right? You know, where you could basically picking your your battles, if you will, to know what can wait, what's what's important, what's not, what's nitpicking, what's passive aggressive, and the like. And then after you move out of professionalism, you move into mastery. So let me go back and say those really quickly because I feel real strong in my heart that somebody is nodding and saying, "Yes, I need this with the people part." So frustration, and, they, and by the way, these stages work for any and all of the the teaching styles and the and the areas that I've talked about today. So the first part is frustration followed by practice. Practice where is where you get uncertainty because you're trying to do it and you don't know if it's right or or, or everything you're doing seems wrong. After the practice, then you move into proficiency. And then after proficiency, you move into the professionalism. And then after professionalism, you move into mastery. So when you hear people talk about 10,000 hours to become an expert, it's because they are willing to go through these stages of what it is they're learning. Okay. And so these are the things that you need to prepare for. And wisdom wants you to know that teachers are rising up in our lives. And the the unfortunate part is I can almost guarantee you that you don't have just one teacher in your life right now. 
You possibly have many. You might be saying, well, Michelle, I already knew that. Tell me something I don't already know. You might be dealing with other people, technology, cooking. <laughs> um, uh, you might be dealing with new requirements of how to stay uh, productive. There are a lot of people, including myself, that's my teacher right now. I'll go on and, and fess up. I'm like, good night. I thought I had productivity down. But it's like now that everybody's at home and they everybody is urgent, I'm like having to say, no, I can't get on a Zoom with you right now because I have other things to do. And, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm falling behind because this Zoom took too long and I can't stay up as long as I need to to get everything done. And I'm tired and I'm waking up and I'm, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So trust and know I am teaching and and um, teaching myself. And, and reminding myself of these things as well, because this is the wisdom smack that I know I need, that listen and appreciate and be grateful for your teachers. Be grateful for that. So for me, if you look at productivity and proficiency in what you do as a person, that's going to kind of like fall into the realm of time. So my teacher right now is time. Time is teaching me really, really hard. I think a little harshly, but it is um, because I'm having to learn how to change it up so that I can get those things that I'm committed to doing in a time when the rules are not the same as I agree as a time when I agree to commit to these things. And so I'm really hoping that this is starting to gel for you. So now it's time where we're going to do a recap of what we covered today. And then I'm going to let you go. And I thank you for listening to me. You guys don't know how much it means to me. Um, I will say if you're listening to this at the time of recording, um, I had to take a, take a little moment because on top of that, my allergies were acting up. And um, when my allergies are acting up, it's a lot of sniffling, sneezing, coughing and all of that. And it's hard to take in large breaths of air without starting the sneezing, the sniffling, the runny nose and all of that. So I'm just really grateful to be able to be back here today and hopefully scratching, scratching, <laughs> scratching where you're itching. OK, so here we go. Patience always wins the race because patience allows us the grace to be able to calm down to uh, be able to be confident, to take in enough air to give us the oxygen and the, um, the life that we need to focus, to stay uh, attached to the goal and to not give up, to make sure we have perseverance. And then we find that Patience wins the race because in today's world, especially at this time, the teachers have risen up for all of us students, because when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. And today we talked about three main areas that I have found that a lot of people are having teachers that they may not know that they're teachers. And that's in the technology and cooking and with other people. Now, I've already told you mine is time, time. And because it's not, no, there's, there's really no such thing as time management because everybody has the same time. We have to manage ourselves. And then I talked about your words being your wands and not to put out into the universe, whatever, the, you know, things like the word hate, um, because you will get back what you what you will out. And when you use the word hate, it's usually coupled with the energy to sell that because there's a lot of pepper behind that. And so you you don't realize sometimes you may be prescribing more of what you don't want. So be mindful of that. And then. Understand that when you are persistent and you are patient enough to endure what the teachers are giving you, be grateful and gracious because you will win this race. 
The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures until the end. And patience is the vehicle that you're going to ride to make it through that victory line of the race. So guess what, y'all? Uh-huh. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and check out the show notes. And that's going to do it for today. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.